Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Craig Williams, and thank you again for joining us. Uh, you're listening at WJMM 99.1 FM in Central Kentucky, or you can find it at WJMM.com on the podcast tab. Look for the Love and Lordship links. You'll find today's message and the two previous days, and appreciate that. You can go to the Love and Lordship Vimeo page to find videos, and you can go to the Love and Lordship Podbean page to find video or to find podcasts of each of these and others. Contact me at loveandlordship at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. We're going to continue today, and since I've got a lot, I'm going to jump right in. We're continuing with the vine, the branches, and the vine dresser, part two. God has called us to do everything we can with the Spirit's empowerment and us abiding in Christ to live sinless lives. We must repent daily and move closer to that goal. As we seek that goal, we have greater opportunities to live so that others may know and find him. That's part of the fruit that he produces and we bear, right? In the meantime, we should expect his discipline, his pruning, we talked about yesterday, to help shape us to become more like him. First of all, we need to recognize that we need the pruning. Again, from yesterday's message, the Greek word also can be interpreted a cleansing or a dressing as in a wound or a cleaning, a vine or a field or a slain animal in preparation for healing, harvest, or a finished product, okay? So that pruning brings about good things, but it's not easy. We need to keep this in mind as God, the gardener or vine dresser, performs all of these on us and in us as we remain and abide in Christ so that, so that he can produce kingdom fruit and we can bear it. You're going to hear me say that a lot. Remember our little maxim from yesterday, pruning precedes production and prosperity. Pruning precedes production and prosperity. And prosperity is always defined in terms of the kingdom, eternal, not only or possibly even at all in the here and now or the temporal. It's always in the eternal. There may be some here in the temporal, but that's not part of the definition. That's just icing on the cake, maybe. Um, Here's a real-life example of exactly what Jesus was talking about and looking for in this analogy of him as the vine and his people or disciples that make up his church as the branches. Listen to this and let it sink in. In Hampton Court near London, there is a grapevine that's under glass. It is nearly 1,000 years old and has one single root, which is at least two feet thick, Some of the branches are 200 feet long. Because of skillful cutting and pruning, the vine produces several tons of grapes each year. Even though some of the smaller branches are 200 feet from the main stem, they bear much fruit because they are joined to the vine and allow the life of the vine to flow through them. And they allow the gardener to prune them. That's incredible, isn't it? Think about one vine, tons of grapes, over a thousand years old, or nearly a thousand years old, I should say. That very same thing is true of the true vine, Jesus Christ and gardener, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, the source through them and into us as branches. Here's what we really need to consider. 
Look at what the text says in verse 2 as to contrast between the branches that bear no fruit, they've been grafted in. So at some point they believe, right? They're in Christ, but are not abiding. They are cut off or fall off due to not remaining in the source and are gathered up and thrown into the fire eternally, into hell. However, again in verse 2, those branches that are abiding, at least to some degree seeking the Lord and are producing some fruit, because of the vine, abiding in the vine, they are the ones that receive the pruning, the discipline, the cleansing, the dressing, right, from the gardener, God the Father. The crucial point here is that even those who are striving to do it on their own produce some fruit, but are seeking to know and abide in the Lord, the vine, and they're producing some, right? It's being harvested, yet there are areas of our lives that we tend to try and produce our own fruit. But even those can be pruned, you see, and, 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 and then produce through the vine more fruit that we can bear. That's what he's after. He doesn't want us producing our fruit. He wants us bearing his fruit. You see, we produce in, in areas of our strength, our natural ability, and so on. This is where pride, even when we're trying to abide, can get the best of us and where God probably needs to prune us most so the fruit that is produced is of him, even if and probably most likely if it is within our natural gifting. We need to be pruned or Satan and our flesh will rise up and begin to take credit for the fruit, which is, which is why I believe God prunes us from producing our own fruit so that we can bear his fruit for his glory. Did you catch that? We can even be working and attempting, even as we grow in the Lord, to produce our own fruit while we're abiding. God has to prune that so that it is truly his fruit as we abide, and then we are stronger to bear more of it and others can partake. You see, younger, less mature disciples, I know because I went through this and have found that at some point nearly every disciple I've known has gone through it. It usually by recognizing in their own passion and strengths how the Lord has gifted them. And then in immaturity, they tell the Lord, thank you for equipping me with these gifts and these talents and abilities. And here's what I'm going to do for you. And they sincerely mean it. And they abide in Christ. They continue to seek him and walk with him. But there is much pruning and discipline that is needed for more maturity so that we can truly bear fruit in keeping with the vine. And it begins and then matures to sound more like this. Thank you for the gift of Christ divine and for your gifts to me. I willingly sacrifice myself back to you by abiding in the vine. Have your way in me and do as you please in and through me. Prune me so I can bear more of your fruit. Now we're accepting the pruning. Now he can protect, provide, and prepare us, right? As he prunes us, these are all yesterday's points, to produce and prosper from the vine a harvest for the kingdom. Kingdom prospering. You see that, how that works? I believe this is what it means to get to the point where you are abiding in, vine, in the vine, in Christ, to where you take everything that happens in your life, blessing, dressing, cleansing, pruning, discipline, even punishment, as needed and lovingly administered, everything, as coming from the gardener for his purpose and his glory. Oswald Chambers says it this way, as 
I close out today from my utmost for his highest, August 21st. Blessed are the poor in spirit, from Matthew 5, 3. The true character of the loveliness that speaks for God is always unnoticed by the one possessing that quality. Conscious influence is prideful and unchristian. If I wonder if I'm being of any use to God, I instantly lose the beauty and the freshness of the touch of the Lord. He who believes in me, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water, John 7, 38. And if I examine the outflow, how much fruit am I producing? How good does it look? I will lose the touch of the Lord. Who are the people who have influenced us the most? Certainly not the ones who thought they did but those who did not even have the slightest idea that they were influencing us. In the Christian life, godly influence is never conscious of itself. If we are conscious of our, of our influence, it ceases to have the genuine loveliness, which is the characteristic of the touch of Jesus divine. We always know when Jesus is at work because he produces in the commonplace something that is inspiring. So why does God do all of this? Why does he want us to abide in Christ divine? Why does he have to prune us? Because ultimately, kingdom fruit is disciples making disciples in loving relationships. And we can't do that apart from him. This is the currency of the kingdom, the fruit of the kingdom, the great commission. This is the harvest of his kingdom. It is why he does everything because disciples are those who are in Christ, abiding in the vine, to glorify God, period. If we will listen and abide, the vine, Christ, and the vine dresser, God the Father, will produce by the Holy Spirit in and through the vine and in through us. If not, then his loving punishment, consequences of our sins, are there to draw us back to him. Remain in me, abide in me, but he will not force it. He will only apply or allow consequences to be applied so that we choose and submit to come back to him, abide in Christ divine, and allow him to produce kingdom fruit, discipleship. Or we reject and are cut off and fall away as dead branches to be swept away and cast in the fire. And close out with this poem. And God said no. And I added this. Listen to the pruning disciples discipline and punishment, the love in this poem. I asked God to take away my pride, and God said no. He said it was not for him to take away, but for me to give up. I asked God to, take, to make my handicapped child whole, and God said no. He said his spirit is whole, his body is only temporary. I asked God to grant me, grant me patience, and God said no. He said that patience is a byproduct of tribulation. It is granted. It, is, it isn't granted, it is earned. I asked God to give me happiness, and God said no. He said he gives blessings and burdens. Happiness is up to me. I asked God to spare me pain, and God said no. He said suffering draws you apart from worldly cares and brings you closer to me. I asked God to make my spirit grow, and God said no. He, asked, he said I must grow on my own, but he will prune me to make me fruitful. I asked God to save me, and God said, yes. In my son, you are saved and free indeed. I asked God to help me love others, others as much as he loves me, and God said, ah, finally, you have the idea. 
You see, God has much greater plans than we could ever imagine. But we have to be willing to abide, receive from Him through the, the vine of Christ, the Holy Spirit is the source, and be pruned by Him so that each blessing and each burden become for His kingdom and glory, His fruit. If you know you're grafted in but not sure if you're truly abiding or what that really means, then please take some time to speak to someone. Reach out to a pastor or, or a Christian friend. Contact us, loveandlordship at gmail.com. Love to talk to you about it. If you know you're abiding, the Lord is providing, protecting, preparing, and pruning, then be sure that you're producing kingdom fruit as the vine and the source in that vine flows through you and, in, and into you and into others as his disciples making disciples. Remember, in order for him to produce fruit, to be born in your life, your branch in him, you must endure, remain, abide his pruning. In other words, pruning precedes production and prosperity. Food for thought. Remember, in order for him to produce fruit, to be born in your life, your branch in him, you must endure, remain, and abide his pruning. Pruning precedes produce and prosperity. Action items. Think about this. How is God currently disciplining or pruning you? What are you learning from it? Tomorrow we'll dig a little deeper to determine, according to God's word, if we are seeking worldly success or kingdom fruit. Invite your family and friends and even enemies to join us as we all need to hear this. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day and God bless in Christ. Stay tuned now for Bill Reeser and Encounter. I'm Greg Williams and you're listening to The Authority of Love.